Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Oh, hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? That's oh, going good. Just trying to make a memorative show. Memorative. Memorative. Yep. Yep. Very memorative. Gosh, not a word. Nope. It is now, though. I tried it to tell is. you guys that pre-show, but nobody <laughs> wanted to listen to me. I think like, it was memorable with commemorative put together. Okay, well, you bring the come and I'll add a memorative and we'll be good to go. There we go. So today, uh, we're another week. We're going just going to finish week four, which means we're about a third of the way through fantasy football season. All good things come to an end. Except for 2020. That's not a good thing. When this comes to an end, we're all going to be pretty, pretty static. I'm going to throw a little party. Ooh, me too. Yeah. Maybe we'll be at the same party. Maybe we'll just call it like a a new year, a new year's party, a new, new year's, year's memorative party. party. <laughs> yeah, that's a dude, Gary. That's a great. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. You should. Yep. So it's gonna be so memorative. Uh, so, but of course, we get through another week, and we can't get through a week without injury. Oh, and nope. Another uh, two big time players go down. Yikes. Nick Chubb gone six weeks. Yep. It's like Christian McCaffrey over there. Basically. Jack in the style. And then we lose um, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler for nobody knows. Who knows? Yep. yep. I think the timetable as of right now is four to six weeks, but it's very like uh, probably in there. It sounds like a pretty bad hamstring. It really does. And, and those can be, those can linger. They can, you know, they can be triggered again. So yep. we'll see how that Just one goes. Just tell Julio Jones that. Hey. Oh, yeah. We've lost Christian McCaffrey. We've lost Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. We've lost Kenyon Drake. We lost. <laughs> well, kind of. He's dead to me. <laughs> me too. Yeah, he's hurt my fantasy teams. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else have we lost here? Running back. Uh, at running back, Mostert was out for a while. Still out for a little bit, right? Yep. But oh. he might be right back right this, this week. week. Might be back this week. Why? Yeah. You, why are you over talking, man? Don't don't my forget bad. about don't forget about Sony Michelle. Oh, IR Sony, Sony. powerhouse. Yeah, the quad ha- puts up a big game. What happens? The quad that wasn't. Uh uh-uh. dude. <laughs> I gave it everything. Everything. My quad, too. Yep. So going back to uh, Nick Chubb, he's out for about six weeks. What do you guys think here with Nick Chubb? Do you think, what, obviously, this affects Cream Hunt owners. If you're a Cream Hunt owner, you're static. Not for Cream Hunt being hurt, just because your fantasy football team is about to take a massive step forward. He'll get more involved now in the passing game on more downs. The way they're, you know, the way that Bill Callahan and Kevin Stefanski has been scheming their run game um, with all these different schemes has been opening everything up. That's why Dearness Johnson looks so good. Yep. Do we? What are you guys looking to get out of Cream Hunt for the rest of the next six weeks? Are we looking at top six fantasy football running back? Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much a given at this point. Just given their uh, the, the Cleveland Browns' willingness and and. And just just their overall want to run the ball and have that kind of be the foundation of their whole entire offense. And now that he's in place, given you know as long as he's healthy from the groin injury, he's going to have a full complement and, and a full workload going forward. And I think you can count on him. You, I mean, you could count on him before this injury as a guy that you can plug into your lineup and and get pretty respectable numbers out of. But now that he's the guy, um, I definitely think you're you're looking at top five, probably even. Top top three, top four type numbers. Ooh, we can we go. I, I, I'm absolutely with you. the The thing about Kareem Hunt was before this, he was already putting up RB one numbers up until this point. Right now, he's still going to continue to get the passing volume that he was getting before, which still hasn't been absurd. Like he's not getting six, seven catches in a game, but he's still the passing down guy. Mm-hmm. 
but he's just now going to also get more between the tackles. So you mentioned to Ernest Johnson, I think he'll be the the not even the one B. I think he's going to be the the backup, the guy that gets you know ten rushes, eight rushes in a game to kind of help spell him a little bit. But Kareem Hunt, I I do uh, weekly rankings for Fantasy Pros. I have him, I think, as my RB four this week. So That's if, about right. If, if that tells you anything going forward, as long as Nick Nick Chubb is out, he's he's going to be up there. Yeah, and I, and going into this into this game, they weren't planning on using Kareem Hunt that much, and when Nick Chubb went down. They still kind of stuck to that, and, and that's why you saw so many rushes by Dernis Johnson and why he had 90-something right. yards or whatever he had was because Cream Hunt wasn't at full health. But he was healthy enough to play. Right. So that so that at least in my eyes says, you know, by the time next week rolls around, his groin should feel better and, and he should have a pretty pretty close to a full workload. And, and you saw where they used him too. Yeah. It was, you know, passing down situations and oh, we're inside the ten. Let, let's he's got a nose for the end zone. Let's get him some yep. yeah, let's get him in there. Yeah, Deanders Johnson, everybody's going to pick him up on the waiver wire, which is rightfully so because he's, yeah. he's mentioned. I think he's going to get closer to 10 carries like you mentioned. But it's just strictly because one O-line is one of the top O-lines in the NFL right now playing the way they're scheming. That's why he looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Matt mentioned it. It was the groin injury that Kareem Hunt was even questionable going into the week. Why Deanders Johnson got so many carries? Now, Deanders Johnson, when he got his carries, looked, looked good. fantastic. Mm-hmm. His... His lateral movement, his his cuts. They, I mean, he Broke looked a great. Couple tackles, out there. yep. Yeah, so he's gonna get some carries here. Worth a waiver wire pickup for sure. If right. you're looking for somebody to get, you know, 10, 11 points possibly on your waiver, you know, somebody off the waiver wire is always valuable. Uh, so Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's out six weeks. Anytime somebody goes down for injury, it's always a good time to strike in your dynasty league for a premier player. When somebody's gonna be out for six weeks, that's half the football fantasy football season. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a good time to buy Nick Chubb? Or on the flip side, can we be worried that Kareem Hunt looks so good when Nick Chubb is out? Now, Nick Chubb is a fantastic talent. This is not, this this isn't, nothing's going to happen to Nick Chubb where he's not the guy. But Kareem Hunt looks so good where they're like, we, we don't need to pay Nick Chubb after next year. Well, we already paid Kareem Hunt. We got him for pennies on a dollar. We're going to let Nick Chubb walk. Are we worried about like Nick Chubb's long term vision, long term value, or is he just too talented? Uh, I think in my eyes, he's too talented to really worry about that at this point in his career. Um, you know, this is a six week injury, so if if it does uh, you know offer you a, an opportunity to go out and get him for a cheaper price, I would strike personally. I don't. I wouldn't be at, at all worried uh, worried about his long term value. So buying Nick Chubb, what are we paying for Nick Chubb today? Because my feeling is. This this is kind of where we've been going off of these buying running backs. They get hurt. Like we're seeing these guys drop week in, week out. Right. I I would almost look at this saying I can't sell. It's not a selling opportunity because he's hurt. But like, I'm not buying Nick. Chubb. I mean, what's the price? What do you pay? like? What do you feel comfortable paying for Nick Chubb right now? If I'm not a contender, because this is a very crucial time of year for fantasy football. Like you can't be giving away wins. So to if you're a contending team trying to buy someone like Nick Chubb is going to be difficult unless you can strictly just do it with picks. Right. If you're able to strictly just pay picks and not give a piece away that you're going to need to win, then absolutely because right before the playoffs then, you probably have an incredible flex flex player because if you're making the playoffs, you probably already have two decent running backs. So now Nick Chubb is your flex guy. So that's the move I'm trying to make if I'm a contender. And if I'm a rebuild team, he's still young enough 
in yep. in running back years that I would still be willing to invest. So I think I'm trying to buy either way, and unless I'm having to give up win now pieces, as long as I can just give picks. I mean, is is he a guy that you can get for like, hey, I'm on a rebuild. I have Jarek McKinnon on my team. Can I give Jarek McKinnon to to a team right now and something like a, a first round pick or something like that, and close the deal and get a Nick Chubb? Like a, so, like a Jarek McKinnon, uh, maybe an Antonio Gibson, along those lines. Like, yeah. So say let's start there with Jarek McKinnon. So you have Jarek McKinnon. You're on a rebuild team. You got him because I said to get him two years ago, and I've been yelling his name ever since. He's running back time of the year, by the way. Just letting you guys know that. And that and that's why I mentioned him because he's a high he's a high end asset right now, but. You know he's got he's got a much shorter window of success than a guy like Nick Chubb, for sure. So, Nick, you offered Jarek McKinnon in a first and a second. I I would take that. I, I or I would want Nick Chubb in that situation. Yeah, I would want Nick Chubb too. Right. So I mean that, that's the kind of deal I would be looking to make. Or Maybe at least James Robinson plus. I would definitely love to move James Robinson and and, and turn that into Nick Chubb somehow. I, I love I, James Robinson probably more than anyone on the show, but I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, but the ta- yeah exactly, but the talent, you know, the difference in talent between right. Nick Chubb and James Robinson, it's a pretty big chasm yeah, there. Uh, yeah, in James those. Robinson's a good player, but Nick Chubb is arguably the best actual running back in the game right now. Right. So um, if you if you can use this opportunity kind of a, and and get in there and buy this guy low and make one of these moves that we're talking about if if the if the person that has Chubb is a contender they need a guy they they need a guy they might bite so um, I think it's definitely worth it. See my move here though again is not this is why I'm a I'm a harp on it until I'm done doing a dynasty pad, podcast. This is why you draft the running backs. You know, you, you get them and then you trade them for the receivers because there's, it's just too fluid of a motion. Like you, you can change, you could trade for Jarek McKinnon right now, running back 10. You could trade for James Robinson. You can trade for, uh, right now you probably get Kenyon Drake at a discount and maybe he doesn't perform, but you still get him a discount with the upside. You, you can always get these running backs that aren't the top six guys, right? You can go out there and trade for David Montgomery if you want David Montgomery. The, the running back situation is so fluid. These guys get hurt so often. It's you, you get the good running back, and then you trade him for the young receiver, and then you draft another running back, and you keep drafting these guys. You keep drafting. I mean, you got Alvin Kamara in the seventh, eighth pick, somewhere around the, there. The hard part this year is, though, wide receivers really been exactly the same. I mean, we have Michael Thomas that's out, Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin's been out. Like A lot of the main top guys have also been hurt at the wide receiver position. It's just... And I don't know if that's necessarily historically always going to be the same, but that's the tough part about this specific season is all of them are, are just getting hurt. Well, this season for sure is going to be different with it. We can say it's COVID, the shortened season. It has to, I mean, we've seen such an influx right. of major, like more no Achilles injuries maybe. than I've seen. Uh, like all of a sudden, like way more killers injuries, soft tissues, hamstrings. But for the most part in general in fantasy football, it's always receivers that are stay more healthy seemingly so yeah but not only that but produce for a longer time at a high level it's why right. we're talking about calvin ridley is, is, is being so high before it's why justin jefferson for me is getting moved up my dynasty ranking significantly he's the highest he graded receiver by pro football focus in the nfl right now he looks fantastic matt was wrong garrett you were right <laughs> i think you flipped that i know okay <laughs> you're like oh i'm not as big as justin jefferson as you guys are we had to yell at you about it um Still not probably. But like right now, like, guys, like I mean, dude. Like, so say you have like, like who would you rather have in Dynasty right now, Justin Jefferson or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. I mean, it's I, 
Let me ask Matt this question. <laughs> <laughs> that was that wasn't that difficult. For me. No, yeah, no. I I think it's still Nick Chubb, it but it's Nick Chubb. That's but it, but it's very it's getting close. The the gap is narrowing. I guess it's a it's a funny game you play in Dynasty. Like it's like because the way I look at it, I, I'm like I'm with Matt with Justin Jefferson's slope of talent, right? Like I think he's going to be a factor in this league for a long time to come come and he's going to be somebody that's going to be wide receiver one potential for a six to seven year period and those guys are just really hard to come by those sure. young receivers and receivers the running back is the most easy position to flip flop and trade out of or draft in your league for me it's like it's the clear answer is nick chubb like it's definitely the answer nick chubb it'd right. be silly not to but in a dynasty team i I think it's a lot closer than anybody out there that would really say like if you did a poll on Twitter, everybody would say Nick Chubb. But sure. I think I think they're way closer than you would think. Well, how old is Justin Jefferson? Twenty two? I think so. 20, I think so. He might even be twenty one. So Nick Chubb's twenty four. So you can get a twenty two year old receiver who probably well, Kirk Cousins be gone soon, that could be that wide receiver one for eight years on your team, high end wide receiver two over a running back. Like those guys don't you just don't get those guys. If you want to sure. trade for those guys, you have to pay that elite running back anyways. If you want to go out there and get Calvin Ridley, maybe Calvin Ridley right now is not the best example that we have to the soft tissue or him coming back with the goose egg this past yeah, week. Yeah, that was a tough one. But I mean if you want to go out there and get a Mike Evans. By the way, with with Julio Hill. out, which is what we talked about, that he might not be that guy with Julio out. But anyway, continue. Well, he's also banged up going into the week. Sure. Uh, Justin Jefferson is 21, by the way. He just turned 21, 21 in June. So he's going to be 21 for a while. Smart tra- smart drafting is you would just wait and take Justin Jefferson over Nick Chubb in Dynasty. He's looked fantastic. He's looked very fantastic. <laughs> I'm still taking Nick Chubb. <laughs> so, so am I. I I'm, so, I still, I'm still there with you at this point. So I'm trying to say is like, so we all like Justin Jefferson, right? Matt, he loves Justin, Justin right. Jefferson. You put a wig on him, Matt would make out with him. Probably. Well, he is married, so probably not Garrett. Not oh. anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> You're not married anymore? So well, I'm married. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Just checking. I wouldn't so, make out with... Never mind. <laughs> so maybe... And I said, I mean, I, I went pretty like high on Calvin Ridley the other, the other week. Like, this guy's a top, you know, top wide receiver one. Sometimes you have to make... I did it before with DeAndre Hopkins in a league. Um, I do it actually with lots of wide receivers. So I, I traded Eddie Lacy in his prime for DeAndre Hopkins when he was a rookie, essentially. Sure, right. So sometimes if you want to get those guys, you have to pay overpay. What but what seems like an overpay today that's not a but is like a massive underpay tomorrow. You know right. what I mean? Like when I gave up Eddie Lacy when he was banging in Green Bay and I for a rookie wide receiver and DeAndre Hopkins, people were like, What are you doing? It's like, no, I love DeAndre. Like he's gonna be a star. Banging banging yards out or banging cheeseburgers? Which All one? of the above. <laughs> All right. So like the but, I'm, but the point is like, okay, so if you trade a guy like Nick Chubb. You, so if you trade Nick Chubb for Justin Jefferson, you probably get Justin Jefferson plus, right? You can probably get Justin Jefferson and Jarek McKinnon, right? Or right, something on those lines. No, that's, sure, that's true. Yeah, At your point. I, I I totally get your point. I, you, and, and let's just boil it down. It, it's you're trading these short term assets that are going to fall off a cliff in in three years for a long term asset, and that that is the smart long term move. You can't always look at it like that because not always. Yeah, because it depends on where your team is at. Um, so you have to advocate it in the right situations. If your if your team is contending right now, you're not going to unload Chubb f- for Justin Jefferson because Jeff- Justin Jefferson's he's going to ride the wave. I mean, he's yeah. had a couple of good weeks here, but he's not going to be a guy that you can plug into your lineup week in and week out. Nick yeah. Chubb on on the opposite, you know, as soon as he comes back 
from this knee injury, I would suspect that he's going to be a guy that you can just plug him and play him week in and week out right into your fantasy playoffs. And I'm only using Nick Chubb here because we're talking about Nick Chubb. I would not trade Nick Chubb for just that's not what I mean. But like we're talking about running backs here, so I'm kind of off topic as well. But like right. Because I, I want to get into Justin Jefferson. We'll just get into him next show, I guess. Yeah, he's uh, on the list. He's on the list for next show. So I'll just, we'll just wait to the nerd herd. I, I think so. It, I think he's on the list. Uh, it's just sometimes we'll these guys are the ones like you have to. It's not like an option. And if you miss, you miss. But you have to strike and you got to strike hard. And they're, they're going to be hard to get because the person that drafted him, like Matt, you're never going to get Justin Jefferson off no matter what you offer. Almost. Right. Like you're not getting Justin Jefferson off of Matt. But Matt's not in a majority of the people's leagues that are listening. Sometimes you got out there and you just have, like, you literally have to get that player. Yeah. That's what I mean. We'll, we'll get more in depth in that next show, the Nerd Herder show. Yep. I, I do want to talk about those, like, those moves you make in Dynasty. Like, they're important moves. They're, they're huge that set for, you up. for the longevity of your team and staying on top instead it, of having it, to do these big blow ups. It, it's a player like Jarek McKinnon right. plus lots of draft picks. Like, those are the kind of, kind of, I'm saying next show, but like, you over draft pick it. You know what I mean? Like, and in hindsight, you give two firsts for a guy that's taking a first and Jarek McKinnon. And people are like, oh, you just give two firsts and a second? Like, Try and get that for, you know, Terry McLaurin. Try and get two firsts for Terry McLaurin. Try and get that for Tyreek Hill. You ain't getting Tyreek Hill for two firsts. You know, it's like that over, the overvalued draft pick. We'll sure. talk about it. I'm all over the place. All I right. have this new table. It's making me a little. We do have a new table here. Got some fumes. Soon to be seen. Soon to be seen. Table. This whole new setup's just really messing with me. Today. It is messing with you. You are agitated, like <laughs> visually agitated. And you're sitting in a different spot, which I don't think you're, you. I don't think you like that, dude. I've been doing this podcast for six and a half years, looking at the same view, and now like I'm not. I'm just like I don't. I can't fuck us. I can tell this <laughs> is mess. It's messing with you, Garrett. You take over the lead questions. All right, here we go. Let's dive into Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is going to be out four to six weeks. What does this tell us about Josh Kelly? Justin Jackson, are we interested in those guys short-term, long-term? And what do we, what does this tell us about Austin Eckler? I think it tells us Justin Jefferson is a long-term buy. <laughs> I think you're right. I think okay. you're dead on there. But Justin Jackson, <laughs> I, I think Justin Jackson's, like if you're looking for a sneaky move in your dynasty league for a trade why everybody's trying to go after Josh Kelly, I think Justin Jackson's a really nice sneaky move, a guy that they liked. They got a little bit more involved last year. Josh Kelly's obviously taking the number two role Pretty significantly, right. but isn't is, hasn't Justin J- Jackson also been banged up? Uh, I'd have to look. I honestly don't know. I know Josh Kelly's taken like a bulk of the you know the the reps outside of Austin Eckler, but they still sprinkle in Justin Jackson here and there, and and he looked decent this week when Austin Eckler was out. They were splitting a little bit of work, and I, and another and another reason, um, you know that uh, J- Justin Jackson might not be a bad ad is, um. Josh Kelly has had a few has has had a few fumbles um, already yes, so far. You know, one um, one pretty costly one this past week. So, um, I, I I would ex- I would um, suspect that Justin Jackson will get into the mix a little bit more going forward. Oh, for sure, they're going to run two. They're going to use both of them. That's like yeah. everybody's going to go to Josh Kelly. I think you probably you probably buy Justin Jackson for pretty cheap right now. And that's the thing. I think the the cost on a Josh Kelly is the the juice isn't worth the squeeze there. Oh, like people are going to be paying like, oh, he's going to be basically replacing Austin Eckler. He, he's not Austin Eckler. They're very different stylistically. They offer different things in their game. Yes, Kelly's not a bad player at all. I think he's a fine running back, but he's he's not Austin Eckler. So if you're expecting that type of production, I think you're going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, but what do we what do we do with Eckler though? Because similar situation with Chubb, he's a little bit older than Chubb is, but he also just signed a new deal, so you know that he should be 
with the Chargers for the foreseeable future at least. What are we doing with Austin Eckler? I mean, I, he's only 24. So, yeah, they are right around the same age um, as far as. Oh, I see. I thought he was older. I didn't realize they were the same age. Yeah. Uh, 422.96 uh, is when he was born. So, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, almost the exact same situation. Almost then. the exact same situation. Obviously, he doesn't come with the pedigree, but he was he was signed. So, I think, you know, they were – I think the usage there was odd to begin with. I think all of us could agree with that. Uh but when he comes back, I, I would I would assume that he's just going to slide right back into the same role. So it's just a matter of him getting through the injury, and as long as he's his, his hamstrings healthy, I would I would imagine the same sort of production is on the horizon for him. Yeah, I mean I agree with you. Uh, not only on Austin Eckler, but the whole Nick Chubb thing as well. Like it's just a whole like you don't. These are the worst times to sell anybody. Like whenever your situation is, you get somebody hurt. I guess the whole more moral of the story of this is don't ever sell because you're taking you're taking. You're taking a huge hit. No, when guys are injured, don't sell. Yeah, for sure. Unless uh, somebody's willing to like overpay. For sure. Absolutely. That's why you sell them before they get hurt. Sell those running backs. You know ahead of time. Crystal balls. This is a very memorative type of moment right now. <laughs> this, <laughs> this moment right here? I'm going to remember it. it, it. <laughs> it's a very memorative moment. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been that kind of day. All right. Before we go on, how about a word from one of our sponsors? My bookie, guys, gals, my bookie is going on right now. And if you're like me, you're probably up major cash. I took the Browns money line because I knew they were a lock this week. And there I won. Go. I won big time. Nailed it. Big time. Felt good. Eagles money line, big time. And you can be a big time like Rich Dotson with my bookie. So Again, like if you've been under you're living under a rock, you know that my bookie is the place to go when it comes to doing your gambling. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I just have that gut feeling like the Browns and that money line about a matchup. And sometimes I'm just betting on my team because that's my team. You know what I mean? I know I know my team better than others. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. So regardless Regardless of whether you've been betting for years or you're ready just to play for the first time, my bookie is about to hook you up because they're the best bet this season. With the biggest online selection of bets and props, they've made it simple to win and easy to withdraw your cash. Right now, they've got $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry, and they're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to invest in your sports knowledge with that kind of potential return on your investment. $10 to win thousands. You know it. It's a great time to get in there. Use that promo code NERDS, and they're going to give you a 100% match on your first deposit. Promo code NERDS, they get a 100% deposit. You're all, everybody's using all these other sites to gamble on. You've already gone through that free deposit. Not at my bookie. Sign up there. Use that promo code NERDS. Check out their prop bets, dude. Those are some of the fun bets. The those prop are bets. Fun. Not just those straight bets on the games. You need some more action in your life. If you like to gamble, it's all about that action. Right now, you can do it. My bookie, 100% deposit match. Using the promo code NERDS. They got NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. It's your winning season exclusively at my bookie. I use it. You should use it if you're, you're betting as well. Hey, if you play Dynasty, you probably know more than other people. Probably so. Very true. Yeah. More knowledgeable. Yeah. Brown's money line. Mm. God bless my they soul. They looked great this week. Whew. Garrett, next. Let's move on to a guy that we thought was, uh, quote unquote, injured this week. And it sounded like, yeah, just just got the old wind knocked out of him. But Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, we're not worried about the long-term injury of a uh, getting the wind knocked out of you. But I am getting a little bit worried about his production. We talked about him a tiny bit last week. I said, guys, he's only had 
five targets in three games. Guess how many targets he had this week? Zero. Zero, Zero targets. I'll wait, for, I'll wait for you to count. <laughs> Shouldn't take long. Uh, are we worried about Kenyon Drake? And does this leave some opportunity maybe for Chase Edmonds? I mean, you got to think at some point they're going to they're gonna turn to somebody else. Uh, he just hasn't been very productive. So, you know, obviously last year – he he came in late in the season and really did some nice things, but Chase Edmonds has shown also pretty well in this offense. Yes. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if at some point they don't turn to him, and, uh, just to see if they can uh, kind of get a spark from that position. Is it Kyler Murray taking away? You know, they're bringing DeAndre Hopkins and his rushing ability to get to goal line it totally crushes his fantasy value there. But I mean, he's not produced on the ground or in the passing game, which sucks. There's always going to be that. Running back that you have that you're you know you predict to be like a running back one, high end young guy and they just bust out and then that's it. It's it's the end of them. Is yep. It, do we have that? Is that Kenyon Drake this year? Is that that guy? Because it's this week when you're we're a third of the way through the fantasy season, we're a quarter of the way through the NFL season. So things that let's just imagine these first four games for the preseason essentially. If we don't start seeing change like literally this week, I mean. What are you selling Kenyon Drake for? And are you at the point you're going to take anything you possibly get for him? I'm I'm already trying to sell if I have him because this was this was Carolina. Like Carolina is a terrible run defense. This should have been the smash spot this week where it's like, oh, Kenyon Drake's fine. We're we're good. Even if he's not fine, right. it would have seemed that way just because of how bad their defense is. And at this point, Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake literally have the the same amount of fantasy points, despite having two and a half times more touches for Drake. I'm not saying he can't turn it around, but he's not a young running back at this point. We, he's bounced around a little bit because he was in Miami for so long, not getting utilized. We blame that all on Adam Gase, which a lot of things are Adam Gase's fault, but everything's Adam Gase's fault. Maybe, maybe he just isn't able to really put a full season to get. Maybe he's the Nick Foles of, oh. of the running backs oh. where in spot situations, he's fantastic, but to trust him to truly be the guy, maybe he just can't be the guy. Yeah, I, I was going a different route into the running back. Is he like Tevin Coleman? Maybe. Right? You know, that hot name, you know, Tevin Coleman. Is he is he Tevin Coleman? Is he Ben Tate? You know, like one of those guys oh, yeah. that just want to become the guy. They're not the guy. I, they, I mean, I, I like I like the Tevin Coleman comp because obviously both these guys win with speed. And, and it's it just seems like his pass catch. I mean, he had zero targets. He had 13 rushes for 35 yards. I mean, it's Carolina. It's Carolina. If if he was a if he was a Browns running back, he would add thirteen carries for like one hundred and thirty yards. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? Like, there's such a big disparity, uh, you know, between like the good rushing teams and what Kenyon Drake is is doing right now. So, you got to expect that they're gonna they're gonna turn this over to Chase Edmonds at some point. Like you said, they're already neck and neck, uh, you know, fractional production, point, fractional points away in, in production for as far as fantasy. Um, fantasy is concerned but chase edmonds is getting the receptions and right. you know he had a receiving touchdown this past uh week as well so that's what gives him a boost i'm, I'm not sure why they're not using Kenyon drake in that capacity i thought it was a strong suit personally his, his pass catch i thought that's what, it what he like. always brought to the table to be his strong suit was the passing ability and we, we got none of that here in arizona well i mean what would you take would you 
I mean, is it a I, is it a chemistry thing with Kyler Murray? Is it is it? But he looks so good there last year. Maybe with Kyler he's not Murray, willing. Yeah. Maybe he's not willing to to throw his head in and block. There's you know there's always there's always like a hidden story behind sure. something like this. When it's when it's the guy's really his bread and butter, and all of a sudden he's just he fell off the map on that one particular thing. So he's got to not be doing something in practice that they're given the opportunities to chase. That so Gary, you said in. you're trying to sell him. What would you like? To me, I'm in a I'm in a firm boat of like I'm going down. The, I'm not trading getting Drake. His what value's I mean, way too low. I'm just going down with the ship. The Value, the value right now, somebody's going to offer you a second round pick for him. I mean, you're not going to get a first round draft pick for. for no, I don't think so. In, in draft picks, it's a second and maybe a third. And, and I'd rather what, go down with the ship, right? Than exactly. a second, which I'm sure by the time the 2021 draft comes along and that draft picks up, I'm like, oh, I wish I had that instead of Kenyon well, Drake. Here's the tricky part: is with a different back, it might be like a little bit easier to tolerate. But remember, he never got that long term deal, right? So this legitimately could be. Like make or break time for him. One and done. Yeah, he could be out of there. Yep. So that that's the tough part. If this is Austin Eckler that did this this sure. year, it's like, well, they signed him. He, he got more. There's more time. They, they're invested. They're not invested in Kenyon Drake. So, and, and you mentioned it. He's he's 26 right now, and he'll be 27 in January. So uh, Travis Etienne would look fantastic in this fantastic. offense. Fantastic. Right. Listen, they could draft him. They Easily. could draft him. Very good. <laughs> They could. I just wanted you to know they could do that. <laughs> that was that was a really memorative moment. <laughs> listen, guys, listen up. Breaking news. They could draft them. They could. With a draft pick. Houston can't draft them because they don't they have do not the second round picks. picks. It's too far away. <laughs> there it is. Crystal ball. Oh, you they, found my balls. They, they could Thank draft you. them. I had to reach, but I got there. Yeah, All right. Challenge. Uh Christian McCaffrey, we're hoping, might be back soon. Uh, it looks like he's still going to for sure be out this week. But then kind of at any point after this week, he could be back with that high ankle sprain. But in his absence, Mike Davis hasn't looked bad at all. Has he carved himself out maybe the tiniest of roles when Christian McCaffrey comes back? Because that was one of the big appeals of, of Christian McCaffrey was he's literally always on the field. He gets every single touch. Obviously, he's still going to be a stud. He's still a top three back. Like we're we're not saying anything like that. But is the gap between him and Kamara and Zeke maybe a little closer because Davis takes a tiny bit out of it? Uh, for me, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I, I think you know the the two games or something while he's working himself back. I think you'll see a little bit of that. But by the time Christian McCaffrey is back, there there's such a wide uh, margin as far as just talent between him and uh sure what's his name mike davis, mike davis. Thank, exactly thank you <laughs> <laughs> all i could think of was davis i couldn't think of his first name um that that it's only a matter of time before he just captures that and just he's gonna look so much better than than mike davis on the field so i don't think it's a big time deal yeah, I mean, Mike Davis has looked fantastic in the passing game, which is Christian McCaffrey's strong suit. Right. But they did pay McCaffrey a ton of money. He's going to be he's, he's be the guy forever. no matter what. It just it just shows that a, pay, a PPR running back is always going to hold value. Mike Davis is a top 12 running back at this point. When he's uh, over, over the games he's played, yeah. Yeah, so Mike Davis has looked great. He, he's really strong in the passing game, but to me it's just – He's just a, he's just another guy. So you so you don't think you know all of a sudden Mike Davis takes two catches and a five rushes a game or something like that. No, I think so. I mean, I think, but I think it's. I mean, any every NFL running back has to deal with that. Everybody does. Well, Chris McCaffrey didn't have to deal with that until this point. 
but like Matt said, they're going to work him back. He's a bread and butter. It's just going to be, he's, we don't know when he's coming back. It might right. still be three more weeks. So they're going to work him back in. By the time the fantasy season's over, Mike Davis will still hold value, sure. essentially. So I think for 2021, for 2020, Mike Davis holds value. But long term. But long term, no. It's just you find, you can find another Mike Davis. I mean, you can find a guy who can catch the football and be that role playing running back. Just right. like, a, you know, Dearness Johnson's look good. If Dearness Johnson was the man right now, because Kareem Hunt went down with a groin injury, he would look good in Cleveland behind that scheme and sure. behind that offensive line. He would look fantastic. But just because he, you know, you put him somewhere else, he would not be the same running back. If you put him be anywhere, if you put any other running back in that system, essentially, he's going to look pretty good. So with Mike Davis, he's just a product of. I mean, you got to produce this, you know, just because you're given opportunities, you mean do sure. it. So Mike Davis, kudos to Mike Davis for doing it. But for dynasty value, there's no. Value there. It's a, it's an easy sell for me. If I can get a twenty one second for Mike Davis, I would take it. If I get a, oh sure, I don't think he has value. I just Davis. I just wasn't sure about McCaffrey. If yeah, it, and, if I, don't, and I, I just don't think he, I think McCaffrey's too special. The reason he got that deal and the reason he's paying him. There's the same thing with like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's too special. Doesn't matter what happened when he comes back. He's going to get his carries. It wouldn't matter what Devontae Freeman does. It's Saquon Barkley's job. It does for some running backs. It does not matter. Gotcha. And we we see a lot of guys that come in and. They come in only for like the first couple of games and they look great, and then they start to slow down as well. So let's let's see what Mike Davis. I, guys like that will always hold value in NFL teams if they catch the football as well as he's catching the football. So he'll have a job right. going forward. Just might not be Carolina. And that's exactly what I was going to say when when you said you know wait you know there'll be another Mike Davis next year. Uh, there might, it might just be Mike Davis next year on another team, and it might be the same thing because he's performed you know everywhere he's gone. Yeah, I can see that. All right, Joe Mixon. We were. A little, a little bit concerned, maybe about Joe. Mc- I mean, I was less concerned in the fan club, but has as his big game this week has it changed anything for you guys on his value or his upside, or at least the perceived value of Joe Mix in the community, or is it just a blip on the radar and you're still a little bit concerned? I mean, you have to look at who they played, right? Right. So they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you know, obviously, they are like. They're the one team that's been pretty decimated. They traded away a bunch of their defensive players, and, right. then, and then defensive players started dropping in this game. I think Miles Jack went. Miles Jack got hurt. Yep, um, and he's a pretty big time defender there. So, and and Joe Mixon did most of his damage in the second half as well in this game. So as the game wore on, he kind of did what he does. You know, he's, he's supposed he's, to do. Yeah, he's one of these guys that the more that you feed, the the better he gets. I just I'm not sure how many of these kind of game scripts where they're going to be ahead and they're going to be able to feed him that they're going to be in this year because because the Bengals their defense is nothing nothing great you know what I mean right so um, it's going to be one of these things where I I mean obviously this was a great game if you started him you likely won your week yeah, and you're feeling pretty good. <laughs> you're feeling pretty good about it. I'm just not sure that you can count on sure. No one can count on a 42 point game no, no, every no. week, but I don't know that you can, you can count on like 15 plus. So this doesn't change anything for you from what you thought the week before. Um, I mean, obviously the week before everyone was trending down, you know what I mean? Right. I, I would say this kind of brings everyone back to a middling point where we're kind of where can, it was preseason. Yeah. You can, you can expect it, 12 to 15 to 17 points, I think, a game. And and that's pretty good. You know what I mean? I'm just more happy with it, how they use them in the passing game, which is what I've yeah. been waiting for. It's the passing game that really got them going, which is they have to do and they have to realize they use him, get away from, you know, all, give, given all that to Gio Bernard, give to Joe Mixon because he could produce, he showed they could produce in that level. They paid him that contract for a reason. I'm not letting anybody, 
this first, not even the first quarter, the first half of the season, like change my values like drastically. Like it's, it's, they have to like literally be doing Kenyon Drake to change my opinion. Like Joe Mixon, he hasn't been great, but he also, his usage has been kind of weird. So my opinion hasn't been way off of him. And again, I'm going to let this 2020 season, the first half here kind of get into itself. Like I'm not, Abandoning ship on DJ Moore because Robbie Anderson's the number one in Carolina right now. Like I'm still gonna let DJ Moore come along here. Sure. Um, there's some guys I'm just you know just let it let look for buying. I, I think this is a time right now this season the way everything's going. I think there's this. I'm looking the way I'm approaching Dynasty right now is I'm just looking for some really good buy windows. Yeah. Right. DJ Moore's value slipped. Can I buy DJ Moore? Because I still believe in that player. Joe Mixon, his value maybe there was a dip there. Was. Uh, I you think, could you could buy him actually pretty cheap there after week three. I, I I went after him a couple places. So did you get him? Yeah. Okay. So I think the one I think the only guy that I am somewhat negative on is just yeah Kenyon Drake really. Uh, so far, like if you're like oh who's the big disappoint? Well, AJ Green's a massive disappointment. Matt sure. was dead right about that guy. Uh, but I'm just looking for buying windows right now. I think I think with no preseason season right now, I think it's just it's too. You'd be a bad dynasty owner to make any rash decisions like Super selling overreact. Joe Mixon after week three because he's not producing a high level. Yep. So, yeah, I, I still like Joe Mixon. I mean, I bought him this offseason as well. I have Joe Mixon in a couple leagues, and I'm very happy with what what I got. It just, I just hope you just you hope more so that the coaches just realize how they have to utilize their players and what their strong strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And Joe Mixon's very strong in the passing game, and they need to utilize him there as well. And as that that offensive line gels in Cincinnati as Joe Burrow gets a little bit more comfortable and opens things up. It's all going to be good for Joe Mixon. Everything's set up for Joe Mixon in the future very nicely. Long-term contract, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Let's work on that offensive line. Let's get some more weapons in there. We all see what these teams do with these rookie quarterback on their contracts. They get weapons and they pay guys. So let's see. I mean, AJ Green's been a massive bust, but Tyler Boyd looks fantastic. T. Higgins. T. Higgins looks great. Tyler Boyd's the third-ranked. We mentioned Justin Jefferson's the number one receiver by pro football focus Tyler Boyd's number three he's looked great so I still like Joe Mixon yeah I'm 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 totally with you and that was the thing that we had not seen before you mentioned it with with Gio Bernard Gio Bernard only had 17 percent of the of the snaps this week which was his low like ever and he wasn't using the passing game at all this week it we'll see if that continues that's that's my big thing is what does it look like this week is it still mostly Joe Mixon is he looking more like you know the Zeke type of workload the what we assumed Barkley would be getting that kind of thing or is it still going to be like well it's the two-minute drill so there goes Joe Mixon or oh it's third down there goes Joe Mixon that's that's the thing if you want to be Bill O'Brien get fired from your job that's what you do because (laughs) it's just silly you have to they won they got their first win of the year by doing what they did yep I mean you have to be smart in the NFL and do what you do best. Joe Mixon's one of the best players on your team, on your offense, on your on your team. So you have to utilize them that way. I love the fact because that is a big talk in, in the community. It's like, oh, Gio Bernard, pick him up off your waiver wires. You've got him like redraft, like some of these redraft people I work with. You know, they're saying, oh, Gio Bernard, could he be a sneaky start? You know, in this passing game versus Jacksonville, they, they can really be utilized. They're not throwing the ball to Joe Mixon; they're throwing the Gio Bernard. Well, you've been throwing to Gio Bernard in your own three. Now you're throwing to Joe, Joe Mixon in your one three. What's going to happen if you keep throwing to Joe Mixon? You have, and it helps helps Joe Burrow as well. Yeah. So, like, you, you have to utilize him, help your quarterback, run this, throw the football, utilize him to pass the game. It's what they need to do. Uh, so, yeah, I love it. That was going to be my biggest point. Like, th- I mean, 
the more times you give Joe Mixon the ball, the better it is for your young quarterback, even if it's just dump off passes. Right. Get it out of his hands. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily have to be turning around and handing the ball off. Either way, you get the ball into his hands. You get it out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly, and it takes a little bit of pressure off the guy. So, yeah, I definitely I think that's a recipe for success, and obviously it, it worked this past week. All right, a couple other uh, quick things on some of these running backs. And this this whole show here is really just us kind of evaluating the running back position because there's so much movement, so many players that are either getting injured or coming off injury. Speaking of coming off injury, Philip Lindsay, it looks like he will be back this week. At this point, Melvin Gordon has been RB11. He's looked really good overall, but we saw that it was going to be closer to a 50-50 split than we originally expected week one. Do what are we expecting for for Melvin Gordon going forward? Is it a buy window? Is it a sell window? How much is Lindsay going to be involved? Do they stick with Melvin Gordon? What do you guys think? We didn't see any fifty percent window. We heard a fifty percent window. Well, week one before he got hurt, there was there there was talk of it being a big fifty percent window. Uh, Did you see week one? It was like a true fifty one fifty percent window. I think that was a fifty percent window, strictly for the fact that there was no preseason coming into it. They paid Melvin. I said the same thing beforehand when they signed Melvin Gordon. They paid Melvin Gordon. They gave him good guaranteed money. I don't care about any of this 50% stuff that they say. Yes, Philip Lindsay's a nice running back, but they're going to use Melvin Gordon because Melvin Gordon's a good running back. Melvin Gordon, I think I've said in this podcast before, is one of the cheapest, best running back ones you could buy in Dynasty consistently. I bought Joe Mix, Melvin Gordon. I have so many Melvin Gordon shares in Dynasty. It's absolutely ridiculous. Whether it's a startup draft where he falls to me, or how easily I can just get him for a first, a future first, a 22 first, I can get Melvin Gordon first for. And that's this summer. When he signed a new contract, I was still able to get Melvin Gordon for strictly just a 21 first and or a 22 second. And this is a guy who's not an old running back by any means, who just got a two-year deal. It's pretty much the two years are guaranteed. So for me, I, I don't I'm not worried about Philip. Lindsay coming back. I think Philip Lindsay is a nice running back. He'll produce when he gets on the field, but he's he's just a he's not Melvin Gordon. He doesn't have the size to be Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon looks great on a team that's completely banged up that has not many other options. Where you got Brett Ripping coming out here uh, playing quarterback, so you could stack the box against Melvin Gordon nonetheless, and he's still producing. I mean, there's games that he's had averaging over five yards per carry. Melvin Gordon had a big run just the other week to seal uh, seal the victory with uh, two minutes left. I think Melvin Gordon's one of the best buys in Dynasty Fantasy Football. He's one of the few running back ones. You mentioned he's running back 111. He's one of the very few running back ones you can get for just a first-round pick by itself with nothing else. I mean, if you're trying to buy Jarek McKinnon off a team right now and where he's going, like you're almost, which is silly, you're almost in the same range of that Melvin Gordon price tag, what you were paying not too long ago. If you want James Robinson, you, I bet more some people would ask for more what they would be asking for Melvin Gordon not too long ago. It's just, I have no idea why. And maybe it's because his average, you know, yards per carry average has been always, it's always pretty been, low. Yeah, it's always been below, you know, the five point mark, but, you know, even like close to the four, three, yeah. like a three seven. Yeah, it was in the threes every year except for one year he had it five. So he's never been in the fours and for some reason. And he's right. always, but he's the one thing he's always done, always, always is produce at the fantasy football level. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at, all I'm doing when we're talking this podcast is like we talk about all the time, like this guy's a good NFL player, but he's not a good fantasy player. Like I'm just looking for good fantasy football players. Nothing else. That's all I'm looking for here. Dynasty assets, long-term value, short-term value, good returns, good sells, good buys. And where can I get it? Melvin Gordon fits right in that category of a really good dynasty asset. 
because you don't have to pay a ton an arm and leg for him. If you're doing a startup draft, you can get you can get him in a good spot. I think Melvin Gordon is not only still really great to have this year. I think Melvin Gordon is going to be really great to have next year. And one day, yeah, those wheels are going to fall off. But I can easily see Melvin Gordon producing out here in Denver, and that that another window opens up, and he signs like another similar contract, and they extend him for like another. He's there for till he's about thirty, which we got what three more years easily of Melvin Gordon. Three years of any running back, as you can see in 2020, is a lifetime. Sure. So, yeah, I love Melvin Gordon. I'm not worried about Philip Lindsay coming back. I think Philip Lindsay's a solid running back, too, but so is Chase Edmonds. You know what I mean? So is Tariq Cohen, who blew out his knee. Another running back we didn't talk about that's gone for the year. Right. There's tons. So it's like, is Josh Kelly nice to have on Dynasty? Could you play him in a flex spot when he? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is Josh Kelly win you a championship? No. Is Philip Lindsay win any of us a championship? No. That, that was going to be my point. Like, I think he's a very nice complimentary back, and he could, you know, shoulder the load if something happened, happened to Mel- yeah. Melvin Gordon. He's, he's, he's startable. He's, he's in your running back slide 100% then. But right now, you know, with him coming back, he's nowhere near my starting roster if I'm on a competitive Correct. team. So that's where he belongs on your bench unless something happens to Melvin Gordon, and then he's got some value. Got him everywhere. Yep. Every he was on, he's always on the trading block. Every time he popped up, I was more than happy to give a first for him. Don't care how strong the twenty one class is. I expect that if I buy him, I'm like a competitor or not competitor. You're, I'm like a tender. You're talking Melvin Gordon. Now. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. yeah. I'm a contender. I expect it to be anywhere from pick ten to pick twelve, or you know, shit, pick nine to pick twelve. And there ain't nobody in the twenty one class that's gonna give me that I feel confident give me running back one numbers between nine and twelve. I don't care what the class. You know what I mean? Right. Even this year, like right now we're taking a shot in the dark. Right now we're talking, yeah, Michael Pittman, Henry Ruggs, Denzel Mims. Well, obviously Justin Jefferson made that mix, but those guys, you know, Zach Moss, like these guys aren't Melvin Gordon. This was a coveted twenty twenty class. How dare you? Say Justin Jefferson. I was said down not at, Justin down Jefferson. At nine to, okay. Not Justin oh, Jefferson. You were speaking too fast. I thought you said Justin Jefferson. I mean, you'd have to pay that right now. Like again, if you say oh twenty twenty first, like no way. But right now, if you wanted Melvin Gordon, you'd have to pay Michael Pittman. Maybe Michael Pittman. You know what I mean? Plus, like you'd have to give that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my Michael, that's my Melvin Gordon rant. Hey, I'm for it. So, a potential buying window moving forward. Miles Sanders. Guys are a little bit, a little bit worried about Miles Sanders. The uh, offense hasn't looked great, and that's probably an understatement. We know that there's tons and tons of injuries. His usage was weird this week, nationally televised game, and they pulled him out in the last couple minutes when uh, you would think you would want your main running back to tote the football. They put in Boston Scott to tote the football at the end. Weird things. Doing weird things out there in Philly. Their next two weeks, so already kind of a sour taste in your mouth. Next two weeks, they've got the Pittsburgh defense, and the Baltimore defense. Number one and number six against the rush. So we might have a potential buying window. And this this one is more just a public service announcement, more than we need a lot of analysis. I know you guys are both very high on Miles Sanders. I'm not quite as high as you guys, but this could be a great opportunity because we're looking at this offensive line has been banged up. The whole offense has been banged up. Has, has, has there been a bigger shit show than the Philadelphia offense this year? <sighs> Carson Maybe Wentz is aggressive. <laughs> yeah, been terrible. Yeah, Houston's Houston, been a much, Houston, uh, the, the Jets. Jets. <laughs> but, but yeah, they're all in the same Detroit cup of poo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, right now, you know, obviously, as somebody that has shares of Miles Sanders, I mean, it sucks. I, I'm, I'm, 
you know, you're not getting the production that you expected, especially preseason, um, with all that, all the hype that was going on. But I am by no means jumping ship or anything. Uh, this just looks like a hot turd. That whole offense just looks like total yep. crap right now. So I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame Miles Sanders and say that he's part of the the part of the problem or anything like that. It starts right up front. It starts with the offensive line that's been decimated. Carson Wentz is playing horrible right now. He's got no nobody to throw the football to. Dallas Goddard goes down, and in and Zach Ertz is really their only big time option. And even he had a had a down week this past. We're going to talk about it on the next show. I'm I'm getting a little bit worried about Ertz. Yeah, a little so, bit. So it, it's just. I, Right now, that whole offense is down. Until they right that ship and start getting some offensive linemen in front of him, he's just. This is kind of the, what you're going to get week in and week out. He's going to have some big weeks where he breaks off some plays and, and catches a few passes um, uh, out of the backfield. But if that doesn't happen, you're going to be looking at single digits uh, weeks from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, you. I love Miles Sanders. Love this tape. And I'm definitely not selling now. If you could find a buy window, you always buy a running back like a Miles Sanders who's young, who's talented, on offense that can put together probably not this year but next year in 2021, which is fine for Miles Sanders. But you missed that window. We told you when, like, as people that loved his tape, they had him as a number two overall rookie uh, coming out, that we loved Miles Sanders a ton. But when that ADP jumped to first-round ADP, we sat here in a podcast and said, this is a sell. Like, you got to sell Miles Sanders right now. It's a his ADP is too high. Like he's not going to even perform. Like it, it's almost impossible for him to perform at where his ADP is now. He hasn't even done anything. So like right. you had your opportunity to get huge gains on Miles Sanders. It doesn't mean that Miles Sanders is not going to be good, which I do think he's going to be be good. But it, it, what he's going to have to do a lot just to get to that level. You know what I mean? To where right. his ADP where was. Like it. people were taking him over Josh Jacobs. We we said here like that's silly. Like I would take Josh Jacobs every time in a heartbeat over Miles Sanders, who we had above. Miles Sanders, right? Rookie as rookie and team. this year, right? Absolutely. So, to me, it's like like that's another part of like dynasty as well. Like when those when that stuff happens like that, like you have to like make the move. Like you can't sit there and be like, oh wow, I can't sell Miles Sanders. Mostly at the running back position because we're talking running backs today. This is what makes running backs great. When you get a guy like that, like a Miles Sanders, whose hype train has just exploded it's it's for per, no for no reason it's perceived value for, yes. versus actual value and when the right. perce- when the perceived value is so much higher than the actual value of the player it's a sell I mean, I mean it, that's just boiling it down to the nuts and bolts of it and and you know that that was Miles Sanders before now it's come crashing down to the opposite end of the spectrum where the, his perceived value is lower now than his actual value in my book so it's a hold at the very least or you know if somebody out there if you're in a league where somebody has him on the team and and you know they're looking to sell him go out and buy him cuz now now you're actually getting a good deal yes it fl- it's it changes on a weekly basis it yep. absolutely yeah. Miles Sanders now is potentially a good buy Two months ago was a almost a must like not a must sell, but you had to put them out there and see what kind of so much value, yep. ridiculous offer you can got. Hey, I'll give you Tyree Kill and Austin Eckler. Oh, here you go. You know what I mean? Or I'll I give mean, you Tyree Kill and Jerick McKinnon. Oh, well, done that. <laughs> I mean, for example, you could have gotten two first round draft picks or something easy for for Miles Sanders, easy and a running back and, a, and like a, an and upside a, running back. And yeah. a, yeah, give me Anthony McFarland on top of it just for fun, right? And and now you could go back to that same owner. And be like, you know, let me buy Miles Sanders back for you for just one of your first round jab, you know, you know, and you're coming out on top. I mean, obviously that wouldn't happen, but that's like how much the value has actually swung. And, and people do that all the time. People come back, you make a trade offer. I've done it. I've been playing Dynasty for over 17 years, and I'm like, I'll make an offer. The person declines it. 
player does something a certain week, they come back, hey, I'll, I'm ready to make that offer. We'll and you're like, on. I'll take that offer now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like literally, like literally days later, and you're like, no. And like, what do you mean? Like, I want this. Like, but you just said you want this. I'm like, that was yesterday. Like, you should have. Things changed. You should have done that yesterday. Yep. It's just, I, I've changed my mind. Like, yep. sorry, it's more expensive now. Sometimes it's, you got to be quick to, to take a trade. Sometimes it's a trade you don't make are just as good. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's really, really quickly, let's touch on a couple of these young uh, guns right now. Young R&B is gaining a little bit of value after this week. We saw a big week uh, for Antonio Gibson. Seems like he's really solidifying that role. Had over 100 total yards of offense, a touchdown. So he's kind of growing in his value. And Damian Harris had over 100 yards on 17 carries. He didn't look phenomenal by any not means. by any means. But it's... <laughs> Well, I'm guessing you're not buying, uh, but, but gain value looks, from being IR guy. If looks could kill, dude, he just looked. He looks like a jack. He's a guy. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Like, I, yeah. It, the only window you can say here is like he's gonna get carries. Like that's all. Sony's I mean, on the IR. Sony's on IR. As I say, he looks like just a guy, but doesn't Sony just yeah. look like a guy? Oh, too? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so he, he's. No, but no, but he's the guy with Sony. the carries right now. <laughs> exactly. So Harris is the guy with the carries right now. So, you know. Sorry, all you Sony Michelle owners out there because of me. <sighs> it's my fault. It's really, it's not. He looked much better in he, college. He looks very different. And even in the playoffs with the with the uh, Patriots, he right. looked great in the in the playoffs there. What about what about Gibson? How are we feeling about Gibson? Love Gibson. Yeah, Gibson's, I mean, he's finally starting to realize some of his potential. Um, obviously, he's, he's a guy that making the position switch and and early on in the season he just kind of wasn't getting the workload uh but now he's starting to get a little bit more of that so getting better and better this is a guy who again i was probably higher on gibson both you guys coming out the tape this is a guy i said i'd have tons of sheriffs shares of i didn't get tons of shares somehow because i have no idea the hype the hype got real high for a minute there but i mean this is a guy who i was really big on i was like I'm talking about like a late round sleeper this is one of my favorite guys i watched was antonio Mm -hmm. gibson i mean we were talking back before i was like i told you Way before I was like, oh, he'll be starting over Darius Geis come, you know, midseason. Here was a, here. I loved him as a. I loved him as a late round sleeper, and I love it when I get sound effects over my voice. <laughs> <laughs> but but he did get to the point where his hype train was too high, and and that's when I kind of dialed it back a little bit. But now now that he's starting to produce and he's starting hype to get a reg- getting bigger, getting a regular role, the hype train's going to go right back up again. I, I you know and and I'm actually starting to buy in a little bit more. What I what I feel about Antonio Gibson, like I think he's, I'm very intrigued how they're going to start using him more in that. Like I originally said, like that Percy Harvin running back role too. Like he's going to be a little bit more involved in the passing game. Like as somebody who has Antonio Gibson in some leagues as well, but like I'm also looking with how quickly these running backs are dropping as well. I'm going to see like, is Antonio Gibson the kind of player I can use to flip the just desperate get, owner, desperate owner, get some, you know, like I think Antonio Gibson's, if he has another good week, he's the kind of guy you can approach to the Austin Eckler owner or the Nick Chubb owner and try and make a move as he's that 21 year old upside running back. Is he a Justin Jefferson type of guy? Could you get a Justin Jefferson or is that shooting too high? You think? I, I think, I think, I don't think it's far off, honestly. I don't think it's far off because it's a running back. That's that's the thing. Like he's a running back. Like he's a running back. If the Justin Jefferson, whoever drafted him, I mean, was probably drafting late 
uh, in the first round. Uh, right. As much as I hated the idea of, of Justin Jefferson going late in the first round, that's where he <laughs> went in most drafts. So the guy was probably loaded uh, at most positions, and, and everyone needs running backs, especially with all these injuries happening right now. It could be one of these situations where the surplus at the wide, rece- wide receiver position just lends itself to Justin Jefferson being moved for somebody like Antonio Gibson. If, I, if I'm a D'Antonio Gibson owner, he has another good week this week. We, we, you know, 100 yards rushing, five catches. I'm looking to move him for DJ Moore. I'm looking to go after Justin Jefferson. I'm going after those kind of like those young receivers. I like yeah. to get, you know, can I get, you know, if Calvin Ridley did nothing last week. Can I get Calvin Ridley? You know, you're going to have to add, this isn't straight up offers. Right. Maybe maybe for Justin Jefferson, but like maybe if I can give Antonio Gibson now, and honestly, if he's going to be the guy in that role, you don't have to throw a lot on there. Like you have to sell it as this is the guy in Washington who do, they don't have a lot of other options and weapons. It's him and Terry McClure essentially yep. here. Um, even Steven Sims, who we thought might be a good number two has done. He's been invisible. So there's a lot to like about Antonio Gibson. Just to how many touches, like I said, how they're going to manufacture that Percy Harvin role, like how they're going to manufacture him. It'll, you could argue it's a bad sell, but he's a perfect kind of player that I love to sell. That's why almost more so than trying to go after another running back, to try and get a long-term investment at receiver, right. a la a DJ Moore or a Justin Jefferson. DJ Shark? Mm. Even a DJ Shark who had a monster week this week. Yep. I, I would, yeah, I'd make that move too. Yep. All right, real quick, these are these are all rookies that have finally gotten a little bit of run on their teams. Do you think any of these guys this season become potentially startable assets? Uh, do you like them for the future, or is it just, ah, they're rookies and it's a blip on the radar? DJ Dallas, Keyshawn Vaughn, LaMichael P. Ryan, Anthony McFarlane, any thoughts or feelings on any four of those guys? Uh, I like all of them as stashes. I like all of them as stashes, obviously. Um you might have some inside information oh, on man. somebody getting a little bit of more of an opportunity <laughs> going forward. Uh, um, so, I mean, obviously, um, you know, Seattle loves to run the ball, so that's a nice situation. If, if uh, DJ Dallas can get some more opportunity there, um, a great situation. Yeah. I would love to see him get that opportunity. Keyshawn Vaughn, you know, everyone's getting banged up there. Ronald Jones can't catch a cold. No. Uh, so Both Fournette and uh, McCoy. Both did not practice today. They have to play on Thursday this week as well. So I would, might have another none opportunity. None of the receivers practice either. Scotty right. Miller, Chris Godwin, Mike, All none out. of them practice. So, yeah, it's an odd situation. Uh, but Keyshawn Vaughn, he caught a uh, touchdown this past week. So he's he actually you know was not inactive and, and made the most of his yeah, opportunity. He did. So, so that is good to hear um, that he's doing that kind of stuff. Uh, LaMichael Pirine. They have nothing there. They just caught Kellen Blage, which is a really good sign for Pete Ryan. I've I said right. on my uh on my ESPN radio show, the the host, uh Tony Rizzo was asking, he was like, Hey, I just I'm getting decimated by running running backs. Like, what's a name I could pick up? I'm like, LaMichael P. Ryan. And he's like, Who? I'm like, Yeah, Florida, you know, we're getting out of Florida. I was like, I just look with Le'Veon Bell, you know, Adam Gase is not for long. They, like you mentioned before, they could switch coaches, look for that spark. I think like uh, I think the, for this year, the best opportunity for a second half name to make a big rise is LaMichael P. Ryan. Yeah. Yep. So I like him the most out of those guys' names. I think out of the college tape, I like Anthony McFarland's tape the most out of all those guys. But if I'm looking at 2020 this season, who gives me the best chance uh, at helping my team on the second half? I think it's LaMichael P. Ryan. Well, and the nice part about all four of these running backs is, well, three of the four have very injury-prone running backs ahead of them. Mm-hmm. 
The only one that really doesn't is Keyshawn Vaughn, but we have nobody really, no established roles. So all of these guys have a potential for upside. So especially if you're in a redraft and you're just like, just like Rich was talking about, like, crap, I have like no running back depth at all. Try to stash as many of these guys as you can on your bench and you can actually, that you could afford to, because I'm not guaranteeing any of them will pop this season, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if, if any of them do. And right. all of them could produce, they all, they all have the talent to produce if given the opportunity. Both in the rushing game and the receiving and game. And the passing game. All of all them of can them. catch passes. Yeah, yep. So that's where I look at Michael. Like the Jets need so much help. And it's, they like said it. Them cutting Kellen Balaj was a nice step. And it they, was. I mean, they, they can't rely on Bell's Frank Gore back. much longer. Bell, Bell's coming back. But uh, the, how, what's it going to take to get Adam Gase out of there? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Even Bill O'Brien got fired. Right. Bill O'Brien got fired. <laughs> like, is well, he they the, need to make Adam Gase the GM. There and, you and go. Offense play Gase is not making it in the 21. So I, I think we can say, unless they go on some win streak, which is not happening. Uh, I think I think Woody Johnson made a good point. Like he said a point like there's nothing good comes of firing your coach this early. Like nothing good happens to your team. Really? A team that's so like demoralized? I think I think some things can I think they're at the point they're like, this is exactly what we want. Trevor Lawrence, twenty twenty one. Yep. Let's let's tank for Trevor. I don't I <laughs> I don't doubt that to be honest, man, because I, I don't I'm not sure that Sam Darnold's the answer. We'll see. I'm, I'm sure they're not either. Let's see, I like I like Sam Darnold. It's just again, I mean, you can't. I won't judge anybody on Adam Gase at this point. I mean, yeah. look at every every single person that leaves produce. Look at Robbie Anderson, number one receiver in Carolina. It very well could, but you don't pass up that opportunity to get that guy. You trade you trade oh, Sam Darnold no, yeah. and then draft Trevor. There's Lawrence. there's very few quarterbacks that I would not ship out. Ship out. There's probably like maybe twelve, if 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 that. I if mean, that. like. Would you do Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I would take Trevor Lawrence from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, 100. percent I love Baker I Mayfield too. more than I love. I, uh, I was you. actually surprised it was that easy for you. Me yeah, too. It's really easy. And there's uh, some of the young guys I wouldn't like Josh Allen on the Bills. I would not take him. Yeah. You know, Russ Wilson. Um, I'm not taking him. Uh, you know, obviously Kyler Murray. You're not taking Trevor Dang. Lawrence. Although the Cowboys might because they haven't fixed his deal yet. So. If they paid him, yeah, but Dak's one of those guys right. you don't take in that situation. If they pay him, if not, you do take a Trevor Lawrence. But they'll let, you know, almost any other team for the most Joe Burrow, you don't take Trevor Lawrence right. there. Uh Watson, Sean Watson. Lamar Jackson, you don't take him. Right. I'm not sure that I wouldn't. Ooh. You, 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 fire. You wouldn't from that point, but you don't he's you're talking about an un reigning NFL MVP. That's a how's, lot he, of, how's he looking this year, though? Okay, well, we we kind of saw that coming. We still yeah. did. We yeah. talked about that a lot. I know. They won't be in that position, but for the most part, the main point is like it doesn't matter if you any of the teams that are in that Darnold. position will take Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't no, matter exactly. Yep. Anybody who's in that position will take Trevor Lawrence. Yep. They're not trained to pick. I think the only people. I think the biggest question is what happens if Miami has to pick and it's the Texans pick, right? Right. Sure. They have two first. Like, what are they? Now that's them, a perfect like trade down scenario. It's just a perfect trade down. Get a scenario. buttload of picks. That's why I think my, if we're talking about super flex buys, one uh, Trevor, we should probably save it for the next show. I'll buy Trevor Lawrence. No, that's Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I kind of like uh, as Tua talking Viola as a buy. Sure. I mean, Hart Herbert looks fantastic. He, he looks, looks amazing. So far, yep. Somebody's trying. I mean, I have a lot of Herbert shares. I got a lot of slack for drafting Herbert like three fourth overall. Like, ooh, go these running backs. I'm like, I don't care. It's super flex. I'm taking a quarterback that I believe in. I, I we believed in Herbert all the way through. People yep. thought we were stupid. Like, oh, you got these guys taking Herbert ahead of, uh, you know, 
CD Lamb. Like, oh, good choice. Like, okay. I, I took Justin Herbert in the eighth or ninth in that Dynasty Nerds Invitational. It was a startup, but I took him like in the eighth or ninth. A couple of weeks later, I was able to flip him for Kareem Hunt, who was taken in the fourth. Yeah. Just, just gained that capital that quickly. And that's what the whole argument was for the quarterback. And Justin Herbert looks looks absolutely fantastic. And then we'll talk about another show. Not today. We're going to wrap this one up. But like, I think Tua, with having those draft picks from Houston are in a really good position. If they do end up with Trevor Lawrence or in that position or anywhere in the first, they're about to surround this dude with, with tons of talent. Ton, like They're going to get one of those elite running backs out there. They're going to bolster that offensive line pretty significantly. The Miami Dolphins are in a really good position to do exactly what the Cleveland Browns did with all this draft capital they have and turning some really, really good players. Because the Browns yep. did the same thing. Remember when they had Houston's pick? They had the one and four pick thanks to Houston. I mean, if you're a Houston Texas fan, you got to be miserable because <laughs> we got Denzel Ward and Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Yep. So like the Dolphins are going to be in the same situation. That's why they're still holding on to Ryan Fitzpatrick because they're like, oh, we could win some games, but still odds are we're still going to lose these games. We don't have enough talent. Let's get into that a little bit more because let's see if it's that or if it's an injury concern or or, or what. Let's let's try to break that down in the next show. All right. Well, that's well, good. Yeah, let's, let's save it. Wish I had some more energy this episode. I apologize. Oh, come on. You ah. snapped out of it. Melvin again. Gordon, I got a little uh, round. You got that, that, that got you going. I know. Uh, it's just a new studio. It's just so new to me. I showed you I showed you pictures of my puppy, and then you pe- pepped right up. Puppied up. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, you want to talk Dynasty fans football, I'm on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. I'm at Dynasty Price. You go to follow us like, at Dynasty Nerds. You can make sure you join the Facebook uh, group on Facebook, the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. We have 9,300 people in there talking Dynasty fans football on a daily basis. It's it's insane. Make sure you join the Nerd Herd. We got uh, all kinds of new things coming. We just updated our ranking system. We got more stuff coming. We got the win now trade, win now mode, contender mode. Dynasty GM. Dynasty GM. So good. Gotta love it. Just check out the Nerd Herd. See what we got going on over there. Dynasty Nerds help support a great site, help support a great podcast. I'll uh, we'll be back next week. And then you'll also get our next episode. We'll talk about two of the my Easy for you to say. Yeah, Very memorative. Yep. Oh, and Joe. Mama. Alrighty then, and we're out.